0: Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 242. And today we are going to be discussing the Ohio train derailment that happened in East Palestine. And this is one of the most horrific things that has happened in our country in a really long time. And it's shocking because barely anyone is covering it as far as mainstream media goes. The most coverage that I have seen on it has come from like local media, TikTok, even uh twitch streamers youtubers you know just like the average person has really been keeping this story alive
1: well when you kind of dig into it a little bit you start to realize why that's the case yes on why the mainstream media is you know not covering it because a Mm -hmm. lot of same investors in mainstream media also invest in the railroad so uh, more on that here in a bit but yeah ever since this happened i mean we obviously were like Oh man, I wish we could just pivot everything and go straight to this cuz we mm-hmm. have our content planned out weeks in advance. So, yeah. we've been trying to like make sure we get this on on the schedule because there's just so much to unpack here. Everything is way worse than what the authorities have been saying and I think the biggest thing is the long-term effects mm-hmm. of the spillage of all these chemicals and the mm-hmm. controlled burning of chemicals yeah. into the air. I mean, it's it's truly horrifying, honestly and There's been comparisons to a Chernobyl-like event, Mm -hmm. and certainly, it sure seems that way.
0: Yeah, and it's something that really every American should be familiar with, and what's crazy is there's many people out there who have not even heard of this, still at this point. It's been weeks now since this happened.
1: Well, especially since I I think there's a large population of people who watch the mainstream media only. Yep. And so if that's where the only place you get your news, then it's Mm -hmm. very censored on what they they show you.
0: Yeah. Even my own family members, when I brought this up to them, they were kind of like, didn't really know much about it. And it's, it's crazy because I've even seen people online commenting on TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, things like that saying, I live in Ohio and I, I had never heard of this. I had no idea that this happened in my own state.
1: That's, that's really surprising because I Mm -hmm. know that there's been, Far more local news coverage on this than national news coverage. I think Mm -hmm. some of the local, obviously, local stations are going to be talking about it because that's the people who live there. So, well, and
0: it's not going to just affect the people that live in Ohio. Obviously, it's affecting them the worst and most directly and immediately, but this very likely will affect all of us one day, if not all of North America.
1: Which is just terrifying to think about. Mm -hmm. I mean, whenever you're Putting chemicals up into the air. I mean, weather picks it up and redistributes it all over the place.
0: Well, I'm glad that we waited a little while to cover it because so much more information has come out now that I think we have a better picture of what really happened and whose interests have been protected in the cover up of this incident.
1: I mean, that's that's kind of like one of the main reasons. In addition to just talking about how horrific this has been, the impact it's had on the people that live. In east palestine in that area but the larger issue at play here is the railroad industry Mm -hmm. what's going on with that why are we still using technology from the 1800s virtually and civil war politics obviously comes to play in this as well and you know where what's the government doing about it what's their response why aren't they why isn't there more protections in place why isn't you know why did this happen in the first place and Mm -hmm. kind of getting looking at the root of the issue here
0: and why are they not getting the coverage and the funding that they need now?
1: Oh, man, this this just kills me, honestly, because it's just a, a prime example of, of the failings of, of the government and mm-hmm. just how it seems like no matter what politicians say on both sides as far mm-hmm. as what they're going to do for the average person and protecting the environment and all these things, all these promises that are made, when it actually comes down to it, nothing happens. There's it's no action. It's all this... Yep. Baseless rhetoric that means nothing mm-hmm. in the end, which is just so sad, honestly. Because real it people is. are impacted by this. Uh, you know, people who are just living their lives—they have nothing mm-hmm. to do with the railroad, but they happen to live near where this train derailed, and now they potentially have to deal with lifelong illnesses and, and maybe even worse. So, mm-hmm. I think it's important that everybody knows about this, and and we really dive into the root of the issue here.
0: Honestly, it's just so depressing thinking about how this has already made an impact on so many people and how many lives it will continue to affect. Well, yeah, I mean, this, this
1: this can happen anywhere, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the railroad goes all over the country. I used, to, I used to live in some places where I could hear the railroad, you know, the train come through town, a lot of small towns. Yeah. Rural America, especially, yes, um, is impacted by these derailments and chemicals being spilled and whatever else is burning. I mean, this can happen anywhere. And, and mm-hmm. had this have happened in a, in a larger city, I think there would have been a different amount of coverage put to it. You know, if this Mm -hmm. had happened in Philadelphia or somewhere with million plus people or even in different demographics yeah, or different demographics, I mean, it's it's so clear that there's just this complete. There's no it seems like the government doesn't care about rural America and especially the average person. Mm -hmm. That's just what it seems like to me. But
0: yeah, I, I completely agree. And No matter what,
1: no matter what politicians say, to, say to try to get le- elected. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. it comes down to money, the lobbyists, donors, who is in their back pocket. Yep, and that's just the truth.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, it's just so sad that it's oftentimes, like you just said, you know, lower income communities that live near where the yeah working class people, man. Most, yep, exactly. working
1: class people who have no nothing to do with this just happened to live near where this happened and now they are impacted by it. And not only that, the very government that we all pay into is not doing anything is tasking the same company that caused the, the disaster to clean it. It's just, it's absurd. It's mm-hmm. absolutely, this gets me mad. Like yeah. this gets me pissed off. because if
0: you, yeah, sorry to cut you off, but yeah, if you start, you know, as we start getting into the details here, if you haven't heard about a lot of it, it's going to make you mad. It should make you angry.
1: But it's just like time and time again throughout history over and over and over again. It's like we have these events that happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the cleanup post nine eleven. you Trash. look at people like yeah. Jon Stewart, who's been a huge vocal yeah. supporter for, for survivors and for first responders of 9-11 and the impacts of cleaning up that scene was mm-hmm. like, and they've been dealing with the long-term health effects of that. And the government hasn't done jack shit.
0: Yeah. Well, one thing that we can say for sure, especially after this event, is that we cannot trust the EPA for shit. The EPA. Pfft. Trash. It's
1: it's ridiculous. They care more about your your exhaust pipe on your on your truck than what the, the rail systems are transporting across the country. It's absurd. It's insane.
2: What does it all come back to? Money, baby. Money. This Always. Just, a,
1: just another example of, of the many we've covered on Mile Higher of profits over people. It's always profits over people. It's yep. shareholders over kids and families and, and the environment and the wildlife. I mean, the amount of wildlife that's being impacted, the water that's being poisoned, the skies that are mm-hmm. black. It's, this is like an apocalyptic event. And yeah, the fact that it's like, oh, you know, I'll we'll just kind of sweep this under the right. There's mushroom clouds over this town. I mean, it's like it's, it's insane.
0: And this is such a prime example of what Obviously, other people would refer to as like a conspiracy theory that this is all a cover up, but it's so fucking obvious.
1: Yes, and it's shit just like this that makes people into conspiracy theorists. and it's right. and a conspiracy theorist has gotten twisted and made into this such this horrible yeah. term than label that you never want to associate with. But the fact of the matter is is that the government is not on our side. They are constantly covering things up, sweeping things under the rug to try and protect their own interests. Mm -hmm. And they'll do it at any expense. And that's just the truth. And I could go through a gazillion examples of them doing this over and over and over again. So Mm -hmm. it's like you have to be critical. You have to look for the information because they're not gonna give it to you. No, They're not gonna serve this up. They don't wanna be liable for this. They don't wanna
0: be the problem. Mm-hmm. They want to distract people from it move on and one thing i just wanted to know
2: is by the time this episode goes live um we have recorded this a week in advance we record our content um much sooner than it goes out and mm-hmm. so obviously there's a chance that there has been more information or answers have come out to some of our questions um so just keep that in mind when you're listening to this um Obviously, we're trying to be as accurate and as up-to-date as we can, but we are a week behind. Yeah,
0: so we are recording this on February 22nd. Here's what we know so far. So let's get into the details here. Um, It was February 3rd, 2023 at 8.55 local time when a Norfolk Southern freight train, 32N, derailed in East Palestine, Ohio. The train had three locomotives, 141 loaded cars, and nine empty cars. And of those 141 loaded cars, 20 of them contained hazardous materials. After the train derailed, the cars burst into 100-foot flames. 38 rail cars derailed, and the resulting fire damaged an additional 12 cars. 11 of the cars that derailed were carrying toxic chemicals, and these chemicals fed the fire until they triggered a huge fireball. 14 cars were holding thousands of gallons of toxic vinyl chloride, Vinyl chloride is used to make polyvinyl chloride, a.k.a. PVC. PVC is used in plastic pipes, cable coatings, and packaged materials. Five cars carrying vinyl chloride had derailed.
1: So for those not familiar with vinyl chloride, very, very nasty chemical. It can cause dizziness and disorientation when it's inhaled. Other effects include drowsiness, loss of coordination, visual and auditory abnormalities, which I don't even want to know what that's like, disorientation, nausea, headache, and burning or tingling of the extremities. Prolonged exposure is linked to higher rates of liver angiosarcoma, which is a rare form of cancer. It's also been linked to primary liver cancer, brain and lung cancers, lymphoma, and leukemia. All absolutely horrible. Children, of course, are more vulnerable to vinyl chloride poisoning because the gas is heavier than air, so it sinks closer to the ground. And, of course, children are shorter, so it's right where they're breathing. They also have smaller lungs, so the same concentration of vinyl chloride will give them a larger dose than an adult. Other chemicals were present in the 141 train cars, which we didn't know initially. They are like, oh no, it's just vinyl chloride. No, there was a bunch of other stuff too, which includes butyl acrylate, which is a clear colorless liquid with a strong odor used for making paints, cocks, and adhesives. It can cause breathing difficulties and irritation of the eyes and skin. And a document from Norfolk Southern states that one car's entire load of butyl acrylate was quote unquote lost in the derailment, which who knows what that means. They just lost a whole bunch of that stuff. Then there's ethyl hexyl acrylate, which this is used in making paints and plastics and can also irritate the skin, eyes, and respiratory tract. A car containing this chemical was breached in the derailment, but Norfolk Southern said it wasn't clear how much of the product had been in the car. It's wonderful that they don't know yeah. how much of, of these hazardous chemicals are actually in their cars
2: which i do wonder how much that is truth or if yeah they know
0: they, and just, they just don't want to say because then pathetic we're be like, excuse what? Yeah. yeah yeah that's a good point honestly
1: then there's ethylene glycol monobutyl ether which is a clear colorless liquid used to make things like varnishes paint thinners agricultural chemicals and industrial and household cleaners high levels of this chemical can cause irritation of the nose and eyes headaches and vomiting One of the cars carrying this chemical derailed and a norfolk southern document stated that the status of this car is quote unquote unknown then there's the chemical isobutylene which is a flammable gas with a petroleum-like odor and it's used in the production of iso-octane a component of some gasolines it can cause dizziness and drowsiness when it's inhaled and according to norfolk southern at least one car carrying this chemical was breached other hazardous materials in the train cars included combustible liquids and benzene residue shouldn't they like be disclosing this to like the public that the, these types of toxic chemicals are coming right through your backyard and there is the potential because of how many trained derailments there are and that's like one of the things is like there's trained derailments like every day it mm-hmm. happens all the it does time. happen all the time. so it like
0: yeah you would think they would disclose that you would hope
1: which there's different classes for the types of materials that they they haul and we'll get into that a little bit later to try to help people understand that a little bit but still I think I mean, most people don't understand this is coming through their area. I mean, it's mm-hmm. in a lot of people's backyards, and so yeah. obviously these trains are carrying a lot of other things at the same time as well. You know, there's always trucks carrying propane or, you know, gasoline and diesel to the gas stations, and mm-hmm. so any of those could fall yeah. over, and they do, and they, and they leak oil and stuff everywhere, but these amounts of mm-hmm. these hazardous chemicals, which when ignited can create, I mean, bomb like situation so i mean it just feels like there's got to be a better way to do this process of moving these chemicals i get you need to move these chemicals across the country to manufacturers and and um, factories and things like that who make who use these chemicals to make a lot of very useful mm-hmm. um, plastics and, and different types of, of materials but it's just like what's the if something goes plan? wrong what's the plan who's cleaning them. it up and it just seems like there's no thought about that
0: East Palestine is in Ohio. It's a small town with a population of about 4,700 people, and it's located pretty much between Cleveland and Pittsburgh on the border of Ohio and Pennsylvania.
2: And like we had mentioned earlier... It's described as a working class neighborhood, which I think has a lot to do with the fact or <laughs> this whole reason why no one's talking about it has to do with the fact that it's working class. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the uh, 1870s until mid 1960s, East Palestine was home to a large industry in ceramics entire manufacturing. So just a little background there.
0: Local officials told the townspeople within a mile radius of the crash site to evacuate while the fire burned. So 1,500 to 2,000 people. Uh, residents of East Palestine were given the order and schools and roads were closed during that time. Hundreds of thousands of gallons of toxic chemicals were spilling out of the train cars and over a million pounds of vinyl chloride alone were on the train. Officials spent the next few days trying to figure out how to clean up the spill because, like we said, they don't have a plan in place in advance. They had to figure this out after it already happened genius
1: which is crazy to me because we've been doing this for so long huh. i mean years yeah. and years and years and years and and rather than make sure that there's protections in place there's a response team there's the, you know there's some type of cuz obviously mistakes happen accidents happen they've been happening for forever but they keep cutting and cutting and cutting away from you know the the budgets for you know cuz mm-hmm. obviously the railroads are you know on their way out essentially because of you know, where we're going in the future. And so they're constantly trying to find ways to cut where they can. Yeah. Monetarily. So Mm -hmm. it's just it's a huge problem because it's like whose responsibility is it? Is it the railroad systems or is it the government? Who's who's actually in charge of making sure that this is being done safely and should be if an emergency happens, there's an adequate response and a plan to take care of it before shit gets really, really bad.
0: So obviously they were very worried immediately that the vinyl chloride spill and the fire combined could cause a huge explosion. If the temperature in one of the tanks shifted only 15 degrees, the chemicals would explode, triggering other explosions. And that could have sent toxic fumes and shrapnel flying all around the town. So on February 5th, three days after the derailment, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, who has been absolutely awful by the way, Ordered the emergency evacuation of all residents living in a one to two mile radius of the accident site. And that's because they were going to do a controlled burn of the vinyl chloride to prevent an explosion. Instead of leaving the fire to burn, the controlled burn would let all of the chemicals dissipate into the atmosphere. But residents still needed to evacuate during this burn. The chemicals released could obviously potentially be very deadly if inhaled. Officials went door to door, evacuating residents before the burn. Here's uh, Governor DeWine ordering
1: this is a the evacuation press conference. Here,
3: this guy's awful. Need to leave. You just need to leave. We're ordering you to leave. Uh, this is a matter of life and death. Uh, what's different now is we know that something is going to happen around 3:30. Uh, there, this controlled release will actually take place, and you are in imminent danger.
1: So on February 6th at 3.30 p.m., officials began burning off the vinyl chloride and residents watched in horror as a black plume of toxic smoke rose above their town. According to officials, this burn was successful. We've got a video clip of that controlled burn. This is just absolutely insane. How is this a controlled activity whatsoever?
2: It's unbelievable. This footage is...
1: Basically blow it all up. This looks like a bomb going off. Yeah, and then you does. get the mushroom cloud.
2: No, oh, but it's controlled, Josh.
1: Right. That's right. They're in the total control here for sure. But you're in imminent danger during this controlled burn.
0: Mm-hmm. Look at that smoke. So thick. So dark.
1: That is a lot too.
0: Terrifying.
1: Like how black that just looks. Mm-hmm. Oh, so deadly. That's insane, man. They said a one to two mile radius. You're going to need to be way farther away than yeah, that. Yeah, way more than that. One to two miles. This is, Look how high it's going up into the atmosphere.
0: Yep. Into the, our atmosphere. Yeah. The fuck?
1: This is just uh, the fact that this they thought that was a good idea. Well, they didn't have a plan. Security. They are like, this is the only idea. Let's yeah. just blow it up. Yep. So at first, the hot air above the Earth's surface wouldn't let the ominous black plume dissipate into the atmosphere. The plume became trapped at 3,000 feet and wasn't able to move above a layer of the clouds, which this is known as an inversion layer, which blocks cooler air from rising. So here's a smoke plume from a distance. Oh my God.
0: That's apocalyptic.
1: It is. It's terrifying. looks like a volcano Uh, just went off or something. God.
2: Yeah,
0: it's horrific. Sounds like there's a child nearby in this video too.
1: But eventually the dark cloud began to seep into the atmosphere, and then it started to move east away from Ohio. One resident of nearby Darlington, Pennsylvania, took a video of some strange clouds he saw on the 6th.
4: These aren't, these aren't, these aren't storm clouds. This is the fucking shit that they burn off, the fucking shit they burn off in East Palestine. This is not fucking storm clouds. Look at it.
0: This is over Darlington. That is horrific.
1: I'd be raging, too. This is absolutely How could you not
0: be? Everyone in the country should be raging. This is absurd.
1: The fact that they thought they were just going to blow this thing up high into the atmosphere where mm-hmm. it would just be swept away. and yeah. it's like, This is Gone. their fucking success. Space. This is not, a, yeah, this is not the right move at That all. ain't no
4: fucking storm cloud. That's the fucking shit from East Palestine. They're
0: fucking controlled burn. Shit. The opacity, how dark that is.
1: That's scary. That is so scary.
0: This whole video.
1: It's all just toxic gas up there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You ready? I'm ready. Let's get out of here.
4: I would be so. <laughs> I wish we pissed. could get the fuck out of here.
1: And these poor people, they didn't, you know, they didn't ask for this. They just sent it over them.
4: Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fucking greedy motherfuckers.
1: Seriously. Impatient
4: bitches. You could have fucking waited. You could have fucking called the tanks. Right. You could have transferred the contents. You didn't have to do this. You did it because of time and money. Yep. Yep. That's exactly why you did it.
2: I mean, really just put yourself in your shoes or in this person's shoes. Yeah. You're at your house. Like yep. Picture Everyone is listening to this. Picture being at your house. You step outside your backyard. You look up. And this is the shit that's going on. So yep. now you got to figure out, okay, do I stay here? Mm-hmm. Do I pack up myself, potentially my kids, my pets, you know, my house and leave?
0: And the majority of
2: people aren't able to do that. Exactly. Many people cannot leave, whether that's... Where do you go? Right. Where do you go? And also, so the fact that, oh, so you're just not going to work? Yeah, I got to take some days off because the fuck... I'm literally sitting in toxic fumes.
0: And what are you supposed to do if you're someone who lives paycheck to paycheck and you can't go afford a hotel or have no no family to go stay with or anything? Like, a lot of people have no options. So for the governor to just be like, you need to leave fucking where well even, he
1: didn't even the, the governor clearly didn't know this is what was going to happen no he, he yeah, didn't no. know he's, he's like listening because there's the norfolk southern's like all right here's what we'll do we'll do something called a controlled burn mm. we'll genius we'll blow it up we'll send it straight up into the air so it won't dissipate everywhere on on the town and then it'll just get swept and the governor's like great sounds good is it what's it going to cost us oh it's nothing
0: And I'm thankful to people like that who stayed and took some footage before leaving, putting themselves potentially at risk for a longer period of time so that the rest of us can see the truth of what's really happening there. Because the fucking media is surely not going to show us.
1: Yeah, I mean, they just made that this whole thing a million times worse by doing
0: that. Just because the chemicals were burnt off does not mean the risk is now gone. When vinyl chloride is burned... It decomposes into different gases, including hydrogen chloride and phosgene.
1: But also, I was just going to say, check out these photos from passenger planes flying over the airspace of Ohio. You see this black, God. demonic-looking cloud.
0: It looks like a looks Compared like a to all of
1: the other clouds around it, look at how black, a black and toxic that thing looks.
0: Looks like a black hole. Yeah. It does. Look at the center of it. Might as well be. Imagine flying over that. Holy
1: fuck. Be like, what just happened down there? It reminds me of like a volcanic eruption.
0: So hydrogen chloride has a very strong odor and it is highly corrosive to any tissue that it comes in contact with. It causes chemical burns to the nose, mouth, eyes, throat, skin, and the swelling that it causes can lead to suffocation. So this chemical is clearly very dangerous and can be fatal. The other problem is hydrogen chloride is a very unstable compound. It binds with water, including water vapor in the atmosphere. And when hydrogen chloride sticks to water, it becomes hydrochloric acid. Hydrochloric acid. That's right, people. So this means there's potentially a huge mass of hydrochloric acid in the atmosphere that can return to Earth's surface as acid rain. That's right. Acid rain. Bosgene gas smells like fresh to musty hay depending on how high or low concentration it is. It's extremely toxic and it was heavily used as a chemical weapon in World War I. As many as 85% of the 91,000 gas-related deaths in World War I were a result of phosgene.
1: When you inhale phosgene, it is, it's probably one of the worst ways to die. It causes symptoms like coughing, burning in the throat and eyes, blurred vision, nausea, and vomiting and difficulty breathing. So like suffocates you while also burning you. It can also cause burns similar to frostbite when it comes in contact with skin. In the war, phosgene acted as a powerful choking agent. Many people who were exposed to high levels of phosgene developed fluid in their lungs 24 to 72 hours after exposure, which leads to an absolutely horrific, violent and painful coughing fit followed by choking to death, ultimately. So these chemicals, phosgene and hydrogen chloride, were potentially released into the air during the chemical burn. That's on top of the vinyl chloride and other chemicals that have seeped into the air. Again, since there hasn't been a huge amount of complete media coverage from the mainstream, some people started to think that a cover-up is going on. And the next incident we're gonna be talking about is definitely a cause for concern.
0: So News Nation has been amazing when it has come to covering all of this, and it's come at a cost. On February 8th, a News Nation journalist named Evan Lambert was arrested at a press conference at East Palestine High School. The press conference was being held by Governor Mike DeWine, and while Evan was broadcasting live, he was asked to leave by school officials. Evan didn't want to leave since he was just doing his job, but police threw him out, And arrested him anyway. And here's some of the body cam footage.
1: Which major violation of his rights right there. Yeah. Freedom of press.
0: It's very obvious this is a cover up.
4: I am allowed to no, be here. Not not did you told us to shut it down. No. You continued on. Go now. Go no. now, no. 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 or you no. can go right to jail. Do you want to go to jail for There's criminal trespassing? Do you want to go to jail for criminal trespass? Do you understand? You know how quickly our lawyers will get me out. I don't care. I don't care.
3: Let's talk outside. Let's talk outside. Come on
4: out the door you know, out the door by other media I'm gonna listen I don't care you're job. gonna walk out the door I'm gonna listen you're gonna walk, do out, not the touch you're gonna walk do out the door come on out sir you're gonna walk out the door you. or you're going to jam like on the walls do not touch be kind be safe can we talk outside please I am trying to listen and he escalated with me I am doing my job I'm this is covered by the First Amendment. Yes.
5: Excuse me, sir. I'm the building supervisor yes. here.
4: Please leave. There you have it. Girl, you're, you're going to stand no, outside. You yeah, or you're, you're going to jail. March. Let's go. Stand Let's stand out. go. Ow. 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 You're under arrest. I'm under arrest. Oh, oh. sir. Man, stop! I am on the ground. What are you trying so this okay. Stop! Yep. resisting! Stop! stop resisting! Right. Right. Stop, oh stop. stop! You want me to get this. Stop. This is so uh, bad. Put your you leg on you behind your back. Lay flat. Lay flat. 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 Please. You guys, he's a national correspondent. You cannot do this. I'm a reporter with News and it's all being recorded right now. I hope it is. This is horrible. Because you can't talk to people about doing their jobs.
0: Oh my god, I cannot believe this fucking idiots evan is such a badass
1: i hope i hope i'm a
0: big fan of him now i hope
1: they sue the the shit out of everybody involved with this oh i'm sure they will this is a major violation of constitutional rights first of all the first amendment freedom of press oh, that right me. there he's also they're also at a public property this is a public school mm-hmm. so they have Where no an event is being held no right to remove him from and he is being cordial i don't see any sort of Aggressive behavior on his part that would would lead to any sort of charges. No, they're going to throw some bullshit charge on him just to get him out of there because they don't want him doing what he was doing, which is investigating this incident.
0: The bullshit charge was trespassing and disorderly conduct. Those, I guarantee
1: you, those get thrown out if they haven't gotten thrown out already.
0: Yeah, they already were.
1: Yeah, exactly. So what a what a joke. And this this kind of this incident is just another reason why the government's so so screwed. Violating our rights every day, Mm,
0: constantly, constantly. So later on, like we said, Evan was released, and the governor condemned the police for arresting him. And thankfully, the charges, like we said, were dismissed already. So February eighth, the evacuation order was lifted, and residents were told it was safe to go home.
1: Yeah, we just blew it up in the space. So good to go now. Good to go.
0: Everything's fine, people. State and local health officials tested the air and found that there were no unsafe levels of commu- contamination. Sorry, I'm getting mad and it's like messing up my words. Where's but. the
1: where's the evidence for that? There is none. What do you mean? There's they tested levels. What? How does that even work? They go into your house, test the air in your house.
0: Mm-hmm. So here's the aftermath of the controlled burn via drone footage. This is what's deemed safe now. All good to go. Look at that. Yeah, no worries. Head home, folks.
1: Literally set off a bomb. That's what they did.
0: God, I'm going to cry. It's like a just,
1: biological weapon. It's
0: unbelievable. How? How?
1: The whole town should be completely cur- cleared out. And oh. the and the government should foot the bill oh, for all of that. Yeah. Or Norfolk Southern if mm-hmm. they have any money left.
2: Oh, which, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that later.
1: Yeah.
0: They got plenty of money, newsflash. They should scare every person in this country.
5: Oh, man.
0: There is no telling how many people this is going to kill. How can they say, oh, it's safe. It's all safe. Go home. It's all good. Ignore this.
1: I want to know whose decision it was to, who made that call to do the controlled burn. Who's the person that was like, this is what we're going to do.
0: A combined group of idiots between Norfolk and government officials.
1: Because there was a million other ways they could have handled that so much better. Mm -hmm. Guess what it requires? Money. Mm-hmm. Money they don't want to spend. And and probably oh, a much, much longer cleanup. Which, I mean, still, the cleanup's going to be endless, but from their perspective. So the EPA said that they've been screening local homes for vinyl chloride and hydrogen chloride, and they said that so far, neither gas has been detected in these homes. They've also claimed that the municipal water is safe to drink, and the air is back to pre-derailment levels.
0: Bullshit. What? Like, safe how? to drink, safe to bathe your children in.
1: How dumb do they think people
0: are? It's, oh, my God.
1: After seeing this, that uh, we're just going to believe that, that? The water's safe to drink and, and the so air quickly, is just, back to normal?
0: Right. How stupid do they think people are? Yeah.
1: So they advise residents with private wells to drink bottled water until their wells could be tested. But they've said that people drinking the local city tap water don't have to use bottled water. But obviously, many residents don't trust the EPA or Norfolk Southern. Here is uh, someone in Canton, Ohio, who shared a video of water they tried to boil recently. Check this out. Tell me this if is Canton, it.
0: Ohio, about 45 miles from East Palestine, Ohio. We boiled some water, and you can see the film on top of the water. And then look at the rain you left on the pan. My water has never done that. I'm going to get a tester for our water. I'll keep you guys updated as if our water is not bad enough that doesn't look normal at all.
1: you can see like that the like filmy sheen it has on it
0: I'm so grateful for people who have shared all of this because without them we would never know
1: well others
0: would never know yeah
1: well we were just talking about this off camera about how I mean one of the the blessings of social media and the internet and so many mm-hmm. people having access to it is for these very situations that in the past were very easy for mm-hmm. the government and other entities to just sweep under the rug cover up because yeah. they, they had total control over the release of information. And now we can live stream things. We can post things to all these platforms and they have no way to shut us all down. Mm-mm. So we're actually able to get the truth. It's just not from the people who who you would expect to get the truth from, yep, right? It's just average people.
0: Yeah, social media has changed the fucking game.
1: Local residents are not at all convinced that the air and the water is safe. They say that animals are being killed as a result of the chemical spill and burn. About 3,500 small fish were killed in the creeks around the derailment site shortly after the crash. Got a little clip of that.
0: And before we play some of these clips, I just wanted to give a warning to all of you animal lovers out there that this is very disturbing to watch and you may want to skip it.
6: I am currently in Negley, Ohio. I'm at the corner of By Road and US 170 North. This is the bridge that goes over top of Leslie Run. This is their filter barrier that they have currently. But I think it's important for people to see the dead fish. Um, I'm gonna walk under the bridge here above and show you. Coming right up, another fish. Um, There's hundreds of them up here in this area across here. Hundreds. Another fish. Another fish. They're just everywhere. Um, Fish. 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 I mean, these are minnows. I mean, they are in our streams. Fish, 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 fish. This is only along one side, um, that I can safely walk the water without, uh, Now, I came out on the other side of this bridge. I just walked you through underneath it. Um, Those are your barriers, sand barrier they have. Um, Here's more, just hanging out. There's one out in the water, but um, you can see, there's just fish dead, hanging out everywhere. Now, this is the top side of their barrier.
0: Leslie Run, people.
1: Some residents have even reported letting their dogs outside for just a few minutes before finding them dead in the backyard. A
0: few minutes.
1: Obviously, livestock is dying. A local farmer reported that some of his foxes have died after the derailment.
7: Um, I went to put them away for the night and I had a dead rooster in my yard. Um, initially, I thought maybe just something random happened to it. I wasn't sure. I didn't put two and two together because we were told it was safe. And then um, I had another one that I found a few minutes later who was isolating himself. He did not go in for the night. I had to carry him into the coop. I had another one who was starting to, like, walk funny. Um, You can Uh. see that his legs are just... Neurological, man. This is infuriating, and it's sad. Uh. It was two days after the detonation. He completely couldn't walk anymore. And I also, the same night, had a hen who was I put in the coop. She went up on the roost and then started seizing and fell off the roost. And it happened multiple times after that. They were perfectly healthy before all this happened. And within 24 hours, they all dropped. I also had two rabbits die. They were within 24 hours. It was literally overnight. They just dropped.
3: I walked up to the cage and this this is what I found. Amanda Brashears was going to feed her five hens and rooster this morning, when she discovered them all lifeless, practically in the same position, with no signs of a predator entering their enclosure. I'm beyond upset and quite panicked, because
0: this they may be just chickens, but they're family. Chickens were perfectly
7: fine before they started this burn. And as soon as they started the burn, my chickens slowed down and they died. If you can do this to chickens in one night, imagine what's going to do to us in 20 years.
0: When we got here, I noticed that he was having a hard time breathing. It was very fast, it was very labored. His heart race was up. I thought that he was just having a panic attack. They started to tell me, well, it seems to be run-of-the-mill congestive heart failure. They said, well, it must have been vinyl chloride poisoning that exacerbated his um, heart condition because they think that he had a genetic heart condition beforehand that was
2: underlying that may not have been triggered without the vinyl chloride.
6: When their vet bills climbed to more than $10,000, Belden and Kramer were forced to put down their cat rather than let it suffer. They asked for emergency aid from Norfolk Southern while the cat was still alive, but they were denied. Norfolk Southern told me
3: that that was not an emergency. And that was not something that they were going to look at right now or reimburse for right now. But they were going to go ahead and entertain that in the future if I file a damaged property claim. Taylor is an ODNR registered fox keeper. A couple of his foxes broke their legs trying to run after the initial derailment. One of his foxes even died.
0: Out of nowhere, he just started coughing really hard and just shut down. And um, he had liquid diarrhea and just went very fast.
3: Taylor tells me all of his foxes have been sick and acting different since the weekend. Some have abnormally puffy faces, including the one he's holding. He says they are not eating properly. Many are dealing with stomach issues and are acting lethargic. Some of the foxes are pacing rapidly in their pen. Another sign they are not well
0: Smoke and chemicals from the train. uh, It's the only thing that could cause it because it doesn't just happen out of nowhere. The chemicals that we're being told are safe in the air that's definitely not safe for the animals it's for animals or people
1: after watching that it's just infuriating
6: it's so sad
1: i mean as a pet owner and i mean i just can't even imagine i'd be so upset if my you know my dogs went outside and then died oh
0: my god i can't even or, think about it i can't even fathom what that would be like oh makes me just want to which cry. just,
1: i mean it, this just is a example of how dangerous the air really is and these chemicals are you know you know you may not be able to see them anymore but they're still there right and yep there's enough that it's killing animals smaller beings at a rapid rate so mm-hmm. like one of the the young ladies in there said it's like if it's killing animals in a day yeah what is it going to do to us 20 years from now and it's and that's what's absolutely insane
0: terrifying however of course officials told residents that the hazard to livestock is very low They also said that residents shouldn't worry about the health of their pets. However, they encouraged anyone whose pets or livestock became sick and have died to have them sent in for testing. And residents have also had to see doctors or go to the hospital after suffering mysterious symptoms themselves, including headaches, nausea, nosebleeds, rashes, painful coughing, breathing issues, uh, malaise, burning eyes. And one resident was diagnosed with acute bronchitis from the vinyl chloride fumes. Also, it's important to note that obviously it's very sad for farmers that have livestock dying just to watch the animals that they raise suffer. But a lot of them are, you know, selling livestock as food. And you've got to wonder, I mean, how much of that is going to get back into our food?
1: I don't even understand how they're planning to test this or Mm. I just feel like, all of the things that they're saying, that the officials are saying, is just complete bullshit. Oh, yeah. Like, there complete is no bullshit. factual evidence to back up anything they're saying.
0: And not to mention, this is going to really affect farmers financially, because if they choose not to sell their livestock, that's going to have a serious impact on their business as well. Residents have also reported lots of oily sheen over many of the local creeks, and when they disturb the water using rocks or sticks the water makes this ominous sort of chemical bubbling. Here's some examples, the first being from Ohio, Senator J.D. Vance.
4: Hey guys, so I'm here at Leslie Run, and are dead worms and dead fish all throughout this water. So, something I just discovered is that if you scrape the creek bed, it's like chemical is coming out of the ground. Can, can you show? Can you come here and, and let me just show this to people. I don't know if you're going to see this on camera, but watch this just see that oh chemical pop yeah. out of the creek. This is disgusting. And the fact that we have not cleaned up the, the, the train crash, the fact that these chemicals are still seeping in the ground is an insult to the people who live in East Palestine. Do not forget these people. We've got to keep applying pressure. That's how we're going to fix this problem. Thank you.
5: Oh,
0: oh, holy. oh my goodness. I'd be scared to even be standing yeah. there doing yeah. this. It is. What's the date
6: today?
7: Oh, the 16th. 16th. It's Thursday. I flipped
2: that
6: rock over. Wow, oh, look at this. It's trapped underneath the rock. Mm.
0: 16th. It's
1: all in the sediment. It's all in the soil. Mm-hmm. It's, in, it's everywhere.
0: Not fall in here.
3: Uh, oh, the whole area no. is completely
6: fucked. Careful. And it will spread to But it's worth every
3: headache. Oh, my people God. Their voices heard. And people believe that there's something in here instead of
5: being told
3: that there's nothing really wrong.
0: Yeah, good no. for them for getting out and filming this.
5: Get that. Yep. yep,
1: yep. Oh my lord.
5: That is not normal. Nope. nope. Some people try to tell me it was decomposing
2: leaves like leaving a sheen. No. What? No way, dude. The fuck? That is no absolutely not or...
0: I think it's I think
7: beautiful or You know what I think it is? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, don't spray that on yourself.
0: It's just enough to move it. Oh, this clip is wild. Look at that. Immediately. Wow. Look at all that. Look at it. It's, it's all in the bottom in of the creek bed. Mm-hmm. Versus on a, a camera. camera
5: can pick up. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. That is toxic water right there.
0: Oh my god! Look how bad that is.
6: Now I'll
1: look at it. I wonder if that would set fire if you were to
0: I mean, put fire to that. Good for these people for taking these videos, but standing there has got to be dangerous. Let me give you. Let me give you another one. While while uh, Peyton is there, I'm going to throw another one right here. This is on Fox News. Okay, now see not if local, you can see anything pop up. Can you see it all bubbling up right yes. there?
1: Yes. Oh, that is not. So
0: hard. once again, would you move? As I'm going to throw another rock right here. Would you stay here? Would you drink that water? Would you be affiliated with this? Would you bathe your kids when it's bubbling up and it looks like an oil slick? But some people can't move. Some people are completely stuck there. Um, Here's one lady's coffee that she made using the city water. This is mind-blowing. Obviously, when she's adding in milk here, it's having a chemical reaction. Look at this. You can hear it immediately. That is unreal. Disgusting. Butyl acrylate and ethyl hexyl acrylate contamination was found in creeks such as Leslie Run, which we showed many clips of that. The Ohio EPA says they expect the contaminants to dissolve quickly, just disappear. They also found very low levels of ethyl hexyl acrylate in North Fork, Little Beaver Creek. The Ohio EPA said no presence of vinyl chloride was detected.
1: The governor has acknowledged that the creeks are still contaminated, but he said that they don't affect the city's water supply. As for the air, the EPA has said that residents might still smell a weird odor, but it's nothing to be concerned about. Which is so the opposite of what everybody else teaches you growing up. Like, if you smell something funny in the air, like, you get out. Like, in your home, like carbon monoxide, you get out. What do you mean, if you smell an odor, it's normal? That's, that's not right. So, obviously, it sounds like everything is... Good to go, right? Would you drink or bathe or cook with this water? Would you let your kids drink or bathe in the water? I think everybody probably wants to get the hell out of town because they clearly are not telling us the truth about what's going on. But again, the EPA and the government are just continuing to say over and over again, it's safe, there's no toxins, it's okay, everything's good. But would they drink it? Well, let's find out.
4: So my question for you, Ohio Governor, Would you drink the water in East Palestine? If a resident asked you to today, are you comfortable with saying that you would drink that water?
3: Oh, absolutely. Look, we've tested this water. Uh, All five wells that go into the village system are clear. Uh, Absolutely the water, the water is safe. Uh,
4: Look, I I think that if the EPA administrator wants to stand here and tell people that the tap water is safe, by all means, uh, they should be willing to drink it. Are you? Uh, no, I just told uh, I told Tom I think that uh, if I was living here, uh, I would drink the bottled water for now. Better safe than sorry, especially since it's being provided for free. Uh, that's the guidance I would give. But again, you know, residents are going to make their own decisions on this. But my honest personal advice is, I'd be drinking the bottled water right now.
5: Would you move?
4: I don't know. I don't live here, so I don't plan to move. But But would you? I don't know. I, I I don't. I don't know. I don't know that it's what's going through their minds. Um, many people here can't afford to move and that's why we stand up and fight for them.
6: Right.
4: cheers to you go. He was asking if you and the other authorities would allow your children to drink the water. Would you allow your children to bathe in the water? You know, what I would say is if those homes have been tested, Um, And if those homes have been tested by the state and given a clean bill of health, yes, as a father, I trust the science. I trust the methodology that this state is using. And as a parent, I would.
3: Would you drink the water in East Palestine? And do you think the officials there who are saying it's safe, they should drink the water, too, to show the residents
2: that they they would drink it?
4: Well, I think they are. I mean, I talked to the mayor. The mayor said definitively, um, emphatically that, People can drink the water. The mayor's—I don't know. I don't think the mayor has small kids. He looks a little older to me. I I didn't ask him, but um, about bathing his kids. But he would—he has said he would drink this water. Right, but to show
2: the residents who are
4: so skeptical, do you think that they? they Well, I think he probably is. Yeah, I I think he probably is.
1: So, news outlets have given local residents the advice to start tracking any changes in their health. Vinyl chloride has a latency period, meaning health problems from it might not present themselves until many years later. So what do they want you to do? Just keep a journal on your health so that you can wait and see. Yeah. Wait and see. Of course, money can't necessarily unpoison you, but at least your kids can sue on your behalf when you're dead or dying of cancer as a result of this.
0: So Northfolk Southern was supposed to remove the soil contaminated with vinyl chloride. The chemical is highly mobile in soil and can leach into groundwater and well fields. But while they were repairing the railroad line, the company used gravel to simply cover up some of the contaminated soil. This was done before any evaluations were completed on the potential effect of the chemical in the soil. The EPA sent the company a letter informing them that they're liable for the site's cleanup. Norfolk Southern initially gave the town of East Palestine a measly $25,000 Red Cross donation to cover expenses. $25,000. That's $5.32 per person. Later, they gave the town a quote down payment of one million dollars and about two hundred twelve dollars per person. They've recently upped the fund to two point five million. Keep in mind this is a company worth almost sixty billion dollars.
1: But we can only spare the fucking couple grade. hundred bucks per person.
0: They've also offered thousand dollar relief checks for any residents that want to collect them. Norfolk Southern called these payments for lodging and healthcare and inconvenience fees. They say that residents won't be prevented from pursuing legal damages if they accept the checks. But lawyers are very wary about how true that actually is.
1: Yeah, I mean this is a, this is kind of a sneaky thing that they're doing. Yeah. Cuz you know 100% if you go if you accept this money from them and then you go and try yeah. to Just because you didn't like legally sign something, that's still going to help them in their case against you. Most likely. Some local residents and businesses have already filed lawsuits against the company. Two people in a nearby community in Pennsylvania filed a federal class action lawsuit against Norfolk Southern. They want Norfolk Southern to pay for medical screenings and related care for anyone living within a 30-mile radius of the derailment. That way they can determine who the toxic spill affected and to what extent. Two other class action lawsuits have been filed against Norfolk Southern as well. On February 15th, a town hall was held at East Palestine High School for residents to ask questions and voice their concerns. The Ohio EPA and Norfolk Southern representatives were supposed to be there, but Norfolk Southern didn't actually show up because, ironically, they were concerned for their own physical safety.
0: How fucking ironic is that? And this just is, we're-
3: Ridiculous.
0: Yeah, here's a clip of residents sharing their concerns at the town hall.
3: Morning, mounting frustration and new legal action as people living near that toxic train derailment site in Ohio voice concern about their health. How should My grandson, who's 11, has multiple rashes, his
6: extremities. We went to
5: Akron Children's
6: Hospital with my grandson and were told that they do not have anything set up a protocol yet. For,
7: uh, testing for the cause of these
5: symptoms. Hundreds of worried residents filed around the block.
7: I want assurance that it's being taken seriously, that you know folks are being heard.
5: Waiting outside the local high school for a meeting to get answers about the toxic train wreck that's upended their village on the Ohio, Pennsylvania state line.
3: Well, I've lived here 30 years, but I'm getting out of Dodge.
5: This woman wearing a spray paint respirator, not confident in state officials' reassurances that the air is safe to breathe in East Palestine.
6: Beaver, Columbiana County, East Palestine. It wasn't clean before this happened, but now it's worse.
5: In the high school gym, the mayor encouraging residents to get information from separate environmental and health agencies, as well as from public officials on the basketball court. The event wasn't originally a town forum. But tension quickly surfaced, and then it turned into one. Residents of East Palestine, Ohio, unsure if their water or air is safe, unloaded on public officials. The mayor telling reporters the rail company, Norfolk Southern, was a no-show.
4: I need help. I'm not ready for this. I I wasn't built for this. I always consult, thought of myself as a leader of men and I have the village on my back and I'll do whatever it takes. What? We either detonate those tanks or they detonate themselves. This option, yes, harmful chemicals went in the air. I'm truly sorry, but that is the only option we had. If we didn't do that, then they were going to blow up and we were going to throw shrapnel all across this town.
1: So Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw actually sent a letter after all that. And he said, quote, I hear you. We hear you. I know there are still a lot of questions without answers. I know you're tired. I know you're worried. We will not let you down.
0: You already have let them down. Little late. Fucking idiot. More like we hear you. You're annoying. We will continue to ignore you and eventually wait till you stop bothering us. And then we will ignore this all completely and sweep it under the rug.
1: So I just wanted to comment on the mayor's last remarks there. He was saying that. Yeah. We had no option but to do this controlled demolition, basically, right. because we were worried that if things were burning and burned out of control, then it would set off this chain react, basically a bomb in the town and send shrapnel everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know, we don't even know how true that statement is. I mean. He seemed like that was their only only solution, which is just scary to think that the only solution was to control burn this.
0: So obviously, the media, as we have mentioned, especially the mainstream media, has been insanely quiet about this incident to the point where many Americans have no idea that this even happened, and they've been following North Southern's lead by minimizing the true scope of the damage done and the health hazards that will come from it. The company tells their people what to say; those people tell the lobbyists. The Congress people, etc., and these people tell the regulators. These people inform all the media what line or what spin to take on things.
2: And like we had mentioned, this is a working class town. Um, in, you know, one of the poorest regions of the country, and this area has been continually devastated by environmental issues, including those related to mining. And this area is pretty widespread with diseases of despair, and it's you know, basically ground zero for the U.S. opioid epidemic. I mean, coal miners were targeted by Purdue
0: with OxyContin, which became known as, quote, hillbilly heroin. Hillbilly heroin. Nice. So corporations, the government, the media, the ruling class, none of these people have to care about this region because the people are just a bunch of hillbillies in their eyes. But these people matter, and this could happen in most of the country's backyard.
2: Now, what's really weird is that the 2022 film White Noise, where the town, a town, is forced to evacuate after a train derails and spills toxic chemicals, was partially filmed in East Palestine. And some of the residents actually participated in the film as extras. One resident of East Palestine, his name is Ben Ratner, and he states, quote, the first half of the movie is almost exactly what's going on here. And he added that the parallels
0: between real life and the movie are, quote, uncanny. And for this to have just come out in 2022 is so incredibly eerie. And how often do we see movies where then something very similar or identical to what happens to the movie then plays out in real life? And for, for the people in the town to have been extras, right, acting out That's what they a, were soon going to be, li- it's like mind-blowing.
1: It's a mind-blowing coincidence, if it is a coincidence yeah. at all. But yeah. it almost yeah. just
2: proves the point of like, why if they picked to film this movie in this location for a reason. So why would you not be taking precautions knowing that this could very well happen in this community? Right. Like, it's it's so so ridiculous how if you're going to film a movie about this in this community, you picked this for a reason, you know, whatever it may be, because these people are in a smaller area and mm-hmm. are known as working class and there's a big railroad going through. So you know the dangers. People knew of the dangers ahead of time. Why would you not have some type of plan in place in case this happens?
0: Well, it makes you wonder why it happened. But what's really infuriating about all of this is that the derailment was entirely preventable. So we're going to take a look at why this happened in the first place. The train departed from Madison, Illinois, on February 1st, and sometime before it derailed on the 3rd, it broke down. Employees were concerned that the train was overweight and too long at 151 cars, 9,300 feet long, and weighing 18,000 tons.
1: Just think about that for a moment. Fucking massive. 9,300 feet long, 18,000 tons. We're running this down. Railroad ties and rails that have been there for a long time. Mm -hmm. Very antiquated technology.
0: Running trains that are longer and carrying more weight, obviously, make the company what? More money. But they're not safe.
1: The derailment was likely initiated when one of the wheel bearings or axles suffered an overheat failure. Once the detector on the railroad track identified the problem, the conductors applied the emergency brakes, but it was too late at that point. Surveillance footage from a resident's home showed the wheel bearing in the final stages of this overheat failure and the fire spreading. Here's that clip, this is crazy.
2: That is so scary, dude.
1: So you can see the, the active flames there. And these trains are so long that, like, nobody even knows it's happening. They have these sensors and stuff, but I feel like the response to this, there's just like, well, what are we supposed to do? Stop the train? Well, it takes so long to stop the train. By the time you do, it's mm-hmm. running off the tracks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You got active fires going on. A union rep believes that the train car that started the derailment probably hadn't been inspected very well. Now that railroad companies have cut 30% of their workers and started precision scheduled railing which workers have less time for safety checks. Each train car used to be inspected individually for about three minutes, but now inspection times have gone down to 60 to 90 seconds. So you imagine how thorough they are are being when they have 60 seconds per car. Precision scheduled railing is basically a model that moves away from a hub and spoke system and into a point to point model for freight car operations. The average freight train becomes longer and longer than our current railways are designed to handle. This creates higher traffic and seemingly less need for workers, thus increasing profits. However, precision scheduled railing makes these profits at the expense of safety and workers' well-being. It also focuses on short-term profits at the expense of long-term capacity. Precision scheduled railing has been pejoratively nicknamed positive shareholder reaction.
0: And clearly, this is part of a larger issue here where railroad companies are putting profits over safety and their employees. Making shareholders happy has become the priority, and the government isn't holding these companies truly accountable. In 2007, Norfolk Southern proudly announced that one of their trains became the first to be installed with ECP brakes or electronically controlled pneumatic brakes. These brakes were an upgrade from the standard air brakes in use—the same braking system that hasn't changed since the fucking Civil War. The Civil War. Think of how different things were back then yep. during the fucking ci- Civil War. People were sanitizing With utensils, alcohol. and not even that. Like
3: yeah, that's like that's
0: the technology that we're still that's still in use today. Very different. It's, time. it's just mind blowing. Air brakes use compressed air to stop each train car one by one. Think of sort of a domino effect happening here, but ECP brakes use electronic signals to stop all cars simultaneously, which is especially helpful for long freight trains. These brakes would dramatically reduce these pileups caused by air brakes. Here's an analogy. Think of a long line of 100 or so cars, all very close together, moving at 50 miles per hour. When the first car slams on the brake or slows down very quickly, the drivers in the very back don't slam on their brakes right when the first car does. They have to wait and see the car in front of them stop first. And so a pileup is likely, of course. But with ECP brakes, imagine the first driver slams on the brakes and all the cars instantly apply their brakes at the same time, reducing the chance of a pileup.
1: John Risch, the legislative director of the Smart Transportation Workers Union, wrote that, quote, ECP brakes are the greatest safety advancement I've seen in my 40 years in the railroad industry. ECP brakes slow and stop trains up to 70% faster than conventional brakes and are the safest, most advanced train braking system in the world. Norfolk Southern also bragged about the benefits of these brakes. They said that they improved public safety, efficiency, and maintenance costs, but they still didn't install the brakes on the rest of their trains. In fact, they didn't want to install them as soon as the government told them they had to. In the early 2010s, there was an increase in train derailments, including one that caused a vinyl chloride spill in New Jersey. So in response, in 2014, the Obama administration proposed regulations that would improve safety measures for trains carrying petroleum and other hazardous materials. This is known as the FAST Act. But the industry fought against this hard. So as a result, the regulations only focused on high-hazard trains. High-hazard trains are defined as having 20 or more cars carrying Class three flammable liquids, so trains carrying other hazardous materials were exempted from the regulations. The train in East Palestine also would have been exempt, as it wasn't classified as a high-hazard train.
0: Part of the FAST Act aimed to have the ECP brakes installed in these high-hazard trains. Within two years of the mandate taking effect, the act stated that the government— Accountability Office had to run cost-benefit analysis to see if ECP breaks were worth it. But in 2017, rail industry donors gave millions of dollars to GOP campaigns, and Norfolk Southern lobbyists fought hard to get the ECP brake rule removed because they said it wasn't cost-effective. Sure enough, in 2018, the Department of Transportation issued a rule to have the ECP brake rule removed from the FAST Act. They did a revised cost-benefit analysis that showed the benefits of the brakes didn't outweigh the costs of installing them. And this was under the Trump administration. Basically, they crunched the numbers and they discovered that our lives are worth less than the railroad company's profits. They acknowledged that the brakes would potentially prevent hundreds of millions of dollars worth of societal damages from accidents and spills. The brakes would also reduce emissions, making our air cleaner but installing them would cost more than those benefits are worth to them. Here's a direct quote from the analysis. The analysis uses a value of 9.6 million per statistical life saved, consistent with the current DOT guidance. So this is how much your life is worth according to DOT.
1: The Obama admin DOT calculated that over 20 years, the brakes would cost up to $664 million and save between $470 million and $1.1 billion from accidents that would be avoided. The Trump admin DOT reduced the benefits range to between $131 million and $374 million. But it came out later that the Trump admin DOT left out $117 million in benefits in their analysis, including these benefits could potentially reduce the net cost of installing the brakes to as low as $63 million over 20 years. So the DOT acknowledged that they made an error by not including those benefits. But a Department of Transportation spokesman said that the error didn't change the outcome. It was still cheaper to not install the brakes. In other words, it is cheaper to spill toxic chemicals into a town than to install some brakes. It's cheaper to potentially give an entire town cancer than to install these brakes. Permanently damaging the homes, businesses, lives, and emotional and physical well-being of 5,000 plus people is cheaper than installing the damn brakes. The potential net costs over 20 years were estimated at $63 million to $245 million for the industry as a whole.
2: And in case you were wondering, last year, Norfolk Southern made a record $12.7 billion in revenue and $3 billion in profits.
0: Unbelievable.
1: And they're bitching about these brakes.
6: Sick. Sick.
1: Because if Norfolk Southern paid for the 20-year cost of brake installation for the entire industry, it would cost them between 2.1% to 8.17% of their profits from 2022. If they paid the annual cost for 2022 for the entire industry, they would have only spent between 0.35% to 0.77% of their profits for that year. So it's like, what is, this is like a no brainer. Why isn't this happening?
0: So these ECP breaks would have made the East Palestine event much less severe. Yet somehow our lawmakers have not acted to make sure these brakes are a requirement, even after the derailment. This isn't a partisan issue. The railroad industry has paid lots and lots of money to keep politicians on both sides of the aisle in their pockets. And sadly, because of that, there's a chance that Northfolk Southern may not be fully held accountable for the damage that they have done to East Palestine and the surrounding area. So, Northfolk Southern may have to pay 40 to $50 million in a casualty charge stemming from the derailment. A $50 million charge would equal roughly 1.7% of their 2022 profits. So don't worry, guys. The true victims here are the shareholders. But thankfully, they'll be fine. According to Wall Street, if history is a guide, this incident won't have a long-term effect on Norfolk southern share. In fact, this temporary dip in their stock price is a buying opportunity or a unique opportunity for investors. Unreal. So
1: the reason why we likely didn't see a ton of coverage, especially once more and more information came out around the derailment on mainstream media, like CNN, CBS, Fox, and ABC, is because the three top institutional shareholders in Norfolk Southern are the Vanguard Group, who has a 7.68% stake in the company, BlackRock Fund Advisors with 4.57% stake, and SSGA Funds Management with a 4.46% stake. These guys are also major shareholders in many of the big media companies, including the ones I just mentioned. ECP breaks alone wouldn't have prevented the accident entirely, but when you take into account the other spared expenses that would have prevented the East Palestine derailment and account for the time plus number of accidents in the last 20 years, it becomes clear that NS put profits over people. Which again, not shocking at all. It was reported in 2021 that Norfolk Southern laid off over 35% of its operating crew members since December 2018. Since the summer of 2019, Norfolk Southern had also been trying to cut the size of operating crews by half. They also started forcing locomotive engineers to work as conductors under threat of termination due to crew shortages, which was because they were doing layoffs, Pay was shit, and there's no sick leave, which is absolutely insane, which was also a violation of union agreements. These railroad companies cut like a third of their staff, knowing safety would suffer and didn't care because their magic stock numbers would go up and shareholders would be happy. Between 2018 and 2019, U.S. rail companies laid off more than 20,000 rail workers. These are the biggest layoffs in the rail industry since the Great Recession the rail force in the us has dropped below 200,000 which is the lowest level ever at its peak there were over 1 million people working in the rail industry that is that is just it's like then what's the point like maybe it's time to move on from the rail industry then or modernize it in some way cuz cutting costs cutting people who are actually doing safety checks and making mm-hmm. sure that these trains are operating
0: and giving them 60 seconds to do it fucking nuts
1: and it's just oh man greatest evil in this country are shareholders i swear
0: meanwhile norfolk southern spent four billion dollars in stock buybacks last year and keep in mind the rail industry lobbyists group had complained before that installing ecp breaks would cost the industry three billion dollars and for those who aren't familiar with stock buybacks it's when companies buy back their own shares in order to decrease the number of total shares that are in circulation and this can boost earnings per share and increase the share price. This ultimately benefits the company's executives and shareholders, of course. And these rail workers and their unions were fed up with these working conditions. As you might remember, last fall, they were planning on going on a nationwide strike. Interesting timing here. They were demanding that they be guaranteed sick leave. At first, the unions were asking for 15 days, but they eventually lowered this to just four, which is ridiculous in itself, but... fact, they couldn't even get that. But Biden asked Congress to crush the strike and force the rail workers to accept a deal favored by the rail companies. So Congress voted to block the strike and rail workers were given one paid sick day per year. One. What?
1: How does that make any sense?
0: Especially after we just came out of a pandemic and learned how important it is that people stay home when they're sick. Fucking stupid. but when you're
1: operating these massive machines that are transporting all these materials across our country, you would think that they would have the yeah. best care possible. Yeah. And I mean hmm. they're they're dealing with hazardous materials on a daily basis.
0: People like absolute shit.
1: Rail companies slashing 30% of their workforce and not offering paid sick leave has encouraged workers to come in when they're sick or exhausted. Precision scheduled railing along with these issues have created a negative safety culture. And we can see the effects of this. Norfolk Southern has seen an increase in accidents in the past three years. No
2: surprise there. Yeah, trains are becoming less and less safe. According to the Federal Railroad Administration, about 1,000 derailments occur each year. And there were 1,049 instances in 2022 out of roughly 535 million miles traveled.
1: If nothing is done, then there will be plenty more East Palestinians. And it could have easily happened in your own backyard. Here's a clip of Sil Caggiano, a hazardous materials expert, reacting to the events that unfolded basically nuked a town with
4: chemicals, so we could get a railroad open. I was kind of surprised that when they quickly told the people they can go back home, but then said if they feel like they want their uh, their homes tested, uh, they can have them tested. I, I would have far rather they did all the testing.
3: Caggiano says it's possible some of these chemicals could still be present in homes and on objects until you clean them thoroughly.
4: Oh, there's a lot of what-ifs, and we're going to be looking at this thing 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line and wondering, gee, cancer clusters could pop up, you know, well water could go bad.
1: So we wanted to quickly mention a previous Norfolk Southern train derailment to give more context to the situation. And this was the 2005 Graniteville, South Carolina train derailment disaster. On January 6, 2005, at around 2.40 a.m., two Norfolk Southern trains collided near the Avondale Mills plant in South Carolina due to a misaligned switch. The collision caused the second train to derail, and the lead engines of both trains derailed, along with 16 freight cars from the second train and one from the first. One of the derailed cars from the second train was carrying 90 tons of chlorine gas. This car ruptured, and it leaked out about 60 tons of chlorine gas into the air.
0: And that day, nine people in Graniteville, South Carolina, choked to death. From chlorine gas inhalation. And over 550 people visited the hospital for respiratory issues caused by chlorine gas inhalation. Months later, another person died due to issues stemming from breathing in the chlorine gas on the 6th. And of course, the financial consequences for Northfolk Southern were absolutely disgraceful. In the first quarter of 2005, their operating ratio only took a 1.7 point hit. And by the end of the year, their stock price completely rebounded. And the railroad company was only fined $4 million for violating the Clean Water Act. They also faced multiple lawsuits that were settled confidentially, and they paid $35 million in expenses that quarter. So history shows us here that Norfolk Southern will not lose much thanks to this disaster, and the other railroad companies will be fine as well. The problem is rail companies in the U.S. are basically in oligopoly. There are only seven class one rail companies in the whole country.
1: This means that a small number of companies control the whole market, making it a market with very limited competition. There are only a handful of rail companies in the U.S. that are all controlled by a small number of tycoons. So there can't really be any new competitors to change the industry standard. Realistically, what could a new railroad company do? Build new rail networks? They certainly can't operate on the existing networks, which are privately owned and operated. That's why hanging around railroad tracks is considered trespassing. When these companies form an oligopoly, they can then collude together, essentially forming a monopoly. Shippers can't choose better competitors, and we as citizens have very little power to do something about it. That's why we rely on our elected officials to hold them accountable and ensure safety. But with the rail industry's near unlimited supply of liquid cash, they can essentially buy our politicians. And with the politicians in their pockets, meaningful change is unlikely. This leaves us pretty much screwed. The rail industry has spent more than $756 million to lobby the government since 1998. This is more than Poland's current GDP. These lobbyists have targeted politicians on both sides of the aisle. So they buy out both sides, so it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what side you're for.
0: Exactly. Nothing ain't going to get done. That's right. And during the past 6 years, Norfolk Southern has contributed about $98,000 to Ohio statewide and legislative candidates. And during that same time period, they filed 200 required lobbying disclosures. 39 of these disclosures showed that lobbying targets were state officials, including Mike DeWine. 197 other disclosures showed state legislators as the targets. Most of these lobbying attempts were Northfolk Southern lobbyists trying to influence these lawmakers on generic rail issues. But some of them were lobbyists trying to influence these lawmakers to stop legislation that would create tougher rail safety standards. A month before the derailment, Norfolk Southern gave the maximum $10,000 to fund Governor DeWine's inauguration festivities. And they've contributed $29,000 to him since he first ran for governor in 2018.
1: So do you think the governor is going to go on TV and say anything?
0: It explains it all. When you connect the dots, you follow the money. It all makes sense.
1: It's a donor of his. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to risk that donor money going away. He'll he'll lie to his own constituents. Of course not. In order to keep that money coming in. Mm -hmm. That's how sick and twisted this is.
0: So the Graniteville derailment happened back in 2005, but it's an important incident to look at if we want some insight into how the Ohio derailment might play out. Now we're going to move back to the present day and talk about some of the other derailments and disasters involving hazardous chemicals, because if you've been paying attention to the news recently, you've probably seen a weird uptick in these sorts of events.
1: So on February 13th, just 10 days after the East Palestine derailment, a Union Pacific freight train hit an 18-wheeler in Splendora, Texas. The train dragged the truck a half mile past a railroad crossing, which had no gates 21 train cars derailed and the driver of the 18-wheeler was killed. Hazmat teams arrived on site, but none of the train cars had breached. Instead, they worked on clearing the 100 gallons of diesel fuel that spilled out of the truck. On February 14th, a truck carrying nitric acid crashed in Tucson, Arizona. Nitric acid came spilling out of the truck after it rolled over. Nitric acid is a hazardous toxic chemical used in making fertilizers, dyes, rocket fuel, explosives, and plastics. It is highly corrosive and can cause burning of the mouth, eyes, and throat. Everyone within a half mile of the crash site was evacuated. There was also a shelter-in-place order given for those within a one-mile radius of the accident. On February 16th, a Norfolk Southern train derailed near Detroit, Michigan. 30 cars from the train derailed. One train car was carrying liquid chlorine, but it didn't get breached. Also on the 16th, a massive five-acre warehouse fire erupted from a plant nursery in Kissimmee, Florida. The fire took 21 units, 75 firefighters, and 12 hours to put it out completely. A big concern was the amount of plastic plant pots in the nursery. These plastic pots burnt up and melted, releasing a ton of chemicals into the air. Now officials cleaning up the nursery are left with a mangled mess of burnt plastic pots.
0: And then on February 20th, which is just two days before we are recording, at around 2.30 p.m. local time, there was a massive explosion at a metal plant in Bedford, Ohio. Bedford is about 70 miles northwest from East Palestine. The incident has been described as a mass casualty event. And as of right now, February 22nd, when we are recording, it has been reported that 12 people have been injured and one has been killed.
1: So as we're finishing up recording this, I happen to see a news clip pop up saying that a federal preliminary report is supposed to be released tomorrow on the East Palestine train derailment. So let's let's play that real quick.
4: By tomorrow, people who live near that toxic train derailment in Ohio could learn more about the accident and any long-term risks.
7: Federal investigators will release a preliminary report on the crash. Meanwhile, regulators are telling the train company to pay up. ABC's Melissa Don brings us up to date.
3: The Environmental Protection Agency has signaled that Norfolk Southern Railway will be required to pay for the cleanup following that toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio nearly three weeks ago.
4: I know this order cannot undo the nightmare that families in this town have been living with.
3: Norfolk Southern telling ABC they are committed to thoroughly and safely cleaning the site and we are reimbursing residents for the disruption this has caused in their lives. The rail company now says they've gathered 1.5 million gallons of contaminated water and 4,500 cubic yards of contaminated soil. Meanwhile, the Ohio Department of Health has transformed an East Palestine church into a health clinic for residents concerned for their health and who say they've been facing numerous symptoms since the derailment. 24 patients seen on the first day alone and appointments are filling up quickly. State and federal authorities are telling skeptical residents that the water is safe. We know things are right now and we just need to make sure that in the future they're all right. Former President Trump, who has been critical of the Biden administration's response, visited East Palestine Wednesday afternoon. The White House quick to respond to that visit, noting it was the Trump administration that withdrew train related safety
0: regulations. So, we will insert any other news clips that do come out between now and when this episode goes live if there's any other major updates. Also, I highly recommend checking out um, this podcast with Jon Stewart. He has a show called The Problem, and it was a very interesting episode. He had a lot of great people on there. And a reporter for The Lever named Julia Rock said that she spoke with people who work on the railroads and that they have all said that is remarkable. That this does not happen more often and that we should be really worried about something far more catastrophic
1: happening. Like what if this all blows up? Yeah. And a bomb goes off and, oh. and metal gets shot across all these people's homes. I mean, yep. this could happen in a major city. I mean, all the I mean, think about Denver. We've got mm-hmm. Union Station. We've got all these all these railroads rolling through there. Mm-hmm. Like this could happen anywhere at any time mm-hmm. and it could be even worse mm-hmm. than this was. And this was absolutely horrific.
0: It's terrifying. So there are a few ways to help. We will link several, you know, GoFundMes and donor organizations where you can help the people of East Palestine, which it really shouldn't be on all of us to help them. But clearly the government and North folks of the Southern are barely going to do shit for them. So they really need help. And if you're able to. I definitely recommend doing that. So, we will have those all linked below in our YouTube description box, as well as our show notes on Spotify and Apple podcasts. I
1: just think it's absolutely insane that the government's entrusting Norfolk Southern to clean this up and do it.
0: Yeah. Cause they're going to, yeah.
1: There's no way, that, there's no way they're going to be able to, they're going to spend the money that is actually required to do an adequate job of cleaning this up and also mitigating the long term risks that come as a result of this for how much these railroad companies are in the pockets of the politicians and vice versa. How is it that there's not a government entity to deal with these disasters? That's what's crazy about it is I was just looking into FEMA and you know, when there's a natural disaster, hurricane, tornadoes, Mm -hmm. flooding, things like that. FEMA comes in, provides aid, provides, uh, money and all these different things to help with disaster relief but this did not qualify as a disaster under fema and there's there's a number of different uh criteria that they have for it but this is basically all on norfolk southern like the government's like they made the mess and they, aren't they caused it they gotta pay i agree they should pay they should i think the shareholders should lose all profits for the year and give it to the cleanup efforts mm-hmm. and Providing every resident of this town with enough resources to take care of their health, not just in the short term, but long term, because, you know, Mm. there's we're going to see long term effects from this 100 Mm -hmm. Mm percent. And and I'm sure it's it's going to be absolutely horrific.
0: And with this acid rain, I mean, it could spread all over like this will likely be something that you know, will affect people as far as the the East coast, West coast, like the whole country is going to be affected by this in small ways. Obviously the people in Ohio are at a much higher risk, but like I said, it's something that every American should be concerned about.
1: Well, we clearly need to break up the railroad, the railroad companies, Mm -hmm. the fact that they're in a monopoly together and they control the whole thing. I mean, it's time to modernize this shit.
0: Yeah. These greedy fucks. I mean, if you, you look
1: at, you look at countries like Japan, European countries you look at their railroad systems and
0: oh my god their rail systems, so different
1: and they have gotten with the times over there for the most part I mean obviously there's there's still some older trains over there but compared to how we're moving all of this materials across you know the wide expanse of our country and it's on tracks that were built 100 200 years ago and not only that we don't even have adequate personnel working to make sure that these I guarantee you that if they put in more resources, more employees, paid employees well, got the best of the best to work on the railroad systems, that they could make this significantly safer. We'd have far oh, less sure. derailments. For this sure. could actually be an efficient system for people to travel across across the United States. We modernize our trains. We move them mm-hmm. to um, you know, electric systems. And I, I just think there's a reason why we're still in the 1800s or early 1900s when it comes to the rail systems here in the United Mm -hmm. States. And it's because of the, of the Norfolk Southern Union Pacific and these major players that are just reaping huge, huge profits Mm -hmm. at the expense of everybody else pretty much. Mm
0: -hmm. And the politicians that are letting them fucking do
1: it, letting them do it.
0: And the media that's, uh, they're guilty as well.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that Pete's finally heading down there because it's like, dude, get get down there. Like, yeah, but what is
0: he even gonna fucking do? He's been very disappointing to me.
1: Well, he's he's got the power to to get these regulations put back into effect. Like Trump's administration removed them, but then no nobody's put them back into into place, and yeah. so it's like well, we'll that hasn't been a priority. Clearly,
0: yeah. I I feel like the overall thing here is gonna be. We're going to say, we're going to do as much as we can, you know, Apologies, and they're going to step up to some degree until this dies down, until the media- Or the next complete, horrific yeah, thing happens. right, and distracts people and goes. then move on, and these people get Well, it's
1: like we, you know, briefly, I'll mention this. We were going to also talk about yes. um, the UFO sightings and, mm-hmm. and the, you know, the different things that have been shot down, but we, yeah. were, we obviously were like, that's not important. That's a distraction, really, which- I think it's it's not important, but like, well, it's kind of not important important because some of it is, is honestly kind of bullshit. Like they, they spent 400,000 on a missile that shot down a hobby balloon. Yeah, I know. I mean, the more we're finding out about that, the more I'm like, God, is there, is, is this just all orchestrated? Is there just like distractions over here from a real disaster that's happening over here to keep us all over the place? There's this crazy shit happening this. It's just. It feels like the world's in complete turmoil right now. Is is how it feels. Everything's in chaos, and it feels completely out of control. We feel helpless. I'm sure many of you deal with like this feeling of helplessness of like, what can I actually do? Is there anything I can actually do? And it what it comes down to is unless we break up these systems and reform the government, which I have no idea how to do that. And who? What is the answer? Yeah, and number one thing we got to get money out of politics but that will never happen no, in the current system of
0: course not It'll so never happen. there has
1: to be an overhaul of the whole system well
0: which, we definitely do want to talk about um these ufos and everything that's been going on with that so we actually do have a case that we're covering next week but maybe we'll we'll do an we'll do a,
1: a ufo episode here in the future i think where there's couple some, weeks. some different updates there's a interesting uh new revelation out of uh mosul Uh, Over in the Middle East of this orb that was seen over active uh, military Mm -hmm. um, action that's going on over there. And this is like a thing that's actually starting to come out that in military operations in in the Middle East, they're seeing lots of UFOs. And there's this whole thing of like the the U.S. military is not shooting them down unless they look like they can carry a payload. It's very interesting stuff. Um, but it's just crazy i mean when you think about the possibility that ufos bring to the table it's just like yeah so
0: if you guys are interested in uh having an episode on that here pretty soon let us know in the comments below and of course we want to hear your thoughts on the train derailment and especially those of you who live near this area or in ohio yeah we want to know how this has affected you and what's
1: actually going on over there yeah as you know i heard the health clinics being set up like is this actually happening is it are people getting the the help and Mm -hmm. supplies that they need? Are people actually getting free bottled water? Like hopefully I just, I just hope that people aren't, aren't in harm's way. You know, I really hope that what they're saying is actually true, that they're actually checking the air, that the water supply for East Palestine, they're not, and they're
0: in harm's way. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. It's so depressing. I just feel really feel for all of you out there. I'm sure there's a lot of people in Ohio. Um, tuning in for this episode and we just our hearts really go out out to you i'm sure you feel incredibly helpless and well if it can happen to
1: them it can happen to us it can happen to anybody so it's like we all have to stand together and we have to let our voices be heard and we have to force these these damn politicians to do their job and to listen to the people who elected them to the people that pay taxes out of every one of our paychecks goes to the government and we at the end of the day just feel powerless it's it's how i feel but
0: and it's like following this all now that we have a child is just so different you really like once you have a child it just puts it into perspective for you in a different way like Uh. i'm so so fearful for the future of not only this country the entire fucking world and just thinking of other parents having to make these serious choices for their bath tonight yeah or do you do you pack up your whole life and leave are you even able to do that i mean i just I don't understand. The stress
1: that so many people are under right now, I can't even imagine. It's, it's
0: just, horrible. It's horrible.
2: one thing, like you are saying, to experience a natural disaster and being like, oh, I have to evacuate. You know, that's stressful in, in itself. But then something that is preventable. Mm-hmm,
0: that's even mm-hmm. worse, yeah. And to know that you likely may never be able to go back. If this is something that's going to affect this area for years and years and years versus a, a hurricane or something, maybe you could come back. The town can be rebuilt. still, you know, terrible. But this is this is a lifelong choice. Like that one woman we we showed the clip of her talking about how she's lived there for thirty years and now she has to leave. Yeah. Sick. These fucking great all because of these bastards. corporations.
1: The corporations are truly yeah. evil. They are. They really yeah. are. They don't care about people at all.
0: <laughs> well, we're gonna wrap it up there. Um, we'll be back next week, of course. Um, but until then, keep if taking you want your to take mind, mom. And and and- <laughs> I'm not a liar. I'll See you later, guys. <laughs> you always cut me off.